0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA.
0: Hello, five past nine. Welcome to our regional listeners. We're back with you for another edition of Roots and Shoots. Sabrina's home safe from Nanup. She's back in the studio with me today and Amber Cunningham, I don't know if you've been called the big, bad, botanical babe before, but I think that is the most perfect summation of everything you are.
2: I love that. Yeah. And Amber's nailed it because yeah, I she am that. a
0: big, bad babe. Yeah, big, bad, botanical babe. Oh,
2: botanical babe, of course. Yeah. But, you know, I could be a bad babe
0: in many other ways <laughs> as well. <laughs> Without any doubt whatsoever. Um, you had a lovely time,
2: Fantastic. So since I last saw you, I've been to Nunup and Dourin. I was at the oh, field the Field day. Days. I learnt so much about wool. Mm -hmm. that I didn't know before and different kinds of sheepies. I knew there were lots of different kinds of sheepies Mm -hmm. um, and that there's been a lot of really interesting breeding going on. So we're looking at, you know, over a 40-, 50-year period to get a particular type of sheepie. Um, And uh, I met lots of local people. You'd be a dead
0: set rock star at the Darren Field days, wouldn't you? Yeah,
2: I was popular. How many
0: autographs did you sign?
2: I had Many selfies.
0: <laughs> if you got a selfie with Sabrina at the Darren Field Days, we want to see them. Perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. And I know it's reasonably fit. Yeah. Um, but I bought some new toys. Oh, boy. Oh,
2: boy. <sighs> right on mower or? No, too hard to fit in the back of the ute. Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually, for the first time ever going to a field day, I didn't come back with sheep poo. There was no sheep oh. poo in bags for sale.
0: Is there a shortage?
2: No, I just think, I don't know. I don't it's know why. Boat. It's
0: not in vogue? The... Oh, maybe not. Mm. Oh. Anyway. Need to get to the bottom. Our listeners will know.
2: They will definitely know. Why there was no know. sheep
0: poo at the Darren Field oh, no. Day. Well, was there was, Dog
2: there? Well, there was sheep poo there, but it was you'd have to collect it yourself with a little shovel in a bucket. I didn't see Duper Dog, mm. but they did have the super super-duper sheepdogs doing the sheepdog trolls. Nice. I love watching yeah, yeah. those. Um, but I bought uh, a new little mini chainsaw, <laughs> a, li- a little mini
0: one. It's almost it looks like a toy. Is because I've taken your other one hostage? <laughs> <laughs> um, and you've no, still got some... all your fingers and you don't appear to have any bandages anywhere? I haven't used it yet, okay. but I'm going to – I'm going to hook in this this
2: Sunday, so I'll let you know. And that's
0: the phrase I was looking for. Perfect for hooking in. Start <laughs> to think, what does Sav always say with the chainsaw? Yeah, that's hook right. In. Hook in.
2: Um, and a little uh, hedge trimmer. Oh, that's very exciting. Mm.
0: Did you need either of those two things?
2: Not really, no. but they're toys I don't have. Okay. And uh I mean all most of the blokes will understand this. When you see a no- new toy that's come out, mm. you just think to yourself, "Now, how could I use that?" Yep. And then you, you know it's justified. Yep. Even if you only use it once really, it's
0: oh. p- uh. You work hard for your money, it's yours to spend. That's it, Ro. That's if you it. You want it? Yeah. Get it. Absolutely. Yeah. You've got my full support. Thank you, bro. Um, 1300 720. If you've got questions for Sab, we are going to put her to work. Um nine double two seven twenty. I never really have to give a shout out for those because they come rolling in from the minute I turn my microphone on on Saturday Excellent. morning. And we queue them up ready for you. So got, should we go for calls first? Yeah, well, let's do that. We, we usually don't. So let's do something different. Yeah, all right. Let's Ah. go to Dan. We're going to be wild today. We are wild. Good morning, Daniel.
1: Hello, guys. How's it going?
2: Yeah, good, good, Daniel.
1: Ah, I have a question about pomegranate. Yes? It's been in a pot for a couple of years um, and it's grown, I don't know, it might be, but it's definitely grown up since we got it. Yeah. Um, So I just want to put it in a, a little garden bed right next to the house, but... I just wanted your thoughts on, you know, are the roots invasive and how much space does it need?
2: No, no need to worry about the roots at all, Daniel. Mm-hmm. They're actually only a small tree anyway. Um, no problem whatsoever with the root system. You could have it, you know, 10 centimetres away from your house. Not going to be a problem.
1: Oh, great. Awesome. And if I'm going to transplant it, like can I chop it right back and then yep. take it out of the pot and yep. just put it in?
2: They well, if it's in a pot, Daniel, you won't even need to prune it. Right. Just just take it out of the pot and put it in the hole, so it it should be just uh, bare at the moment or just budding up, one or the other.
1: Yeah, it's got a tiny little pomegranate
2: on it and a few leaves. Oh, it's give me a little pomegranate already. <laughs> um, that's no problem. You don't even need to prune it, Daniel. Just, you know, prep the hole, pop it in. Now, the only thing you will have problems with is rats. Rats. Oh, yeah, rats love pomegranate. Do they? Yeah. Mm. But anyway, you can shoot them. Well, no, you're not. Yeah. Not in Coogee. Don't go. Yeah. Don't go doing that. <laughs> um, you can catch them and then
0: release them. Sabrina. No, the not a rat.
2: You don't for. want to release. No, that wasn't what went through my. You know that little mini chainsaw. I oh, stop. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> or even the hedge trim. No. Um... <laughs> Now just, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the rats. But, Daniel, they beautiful little tree. I love pomegranates.
1: Okay, and if I wanted to prune it, because it's kind of gotten a bit stra- straggly. Oh, okay, if it's
2: straggly, and... yeah, take, easy, take a third off. You can take up to wow. 50% Good. off. Oh, Hook in, great. Daniel. Hook in, my friend. With a oh. pair of secateurs, you won't need a chainsaw
0: for that one, though. <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> I could use my reciprocating tool.
0: Ah, that's the job. We go. Good <laughs> on you, Daniel. Thanks for giving us a call this morning. Thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. If you want to do the same, Tashi Margaret River was in Darren as well. Ah, she said that they have sheep and the husband has been putting wool around the base of their fruit trees. Beautiful idea. Will the trees love it for mulch, or will this be a haven for weevils and other critters? No,
2: it's a double-edged sword, Tash. Ooh. So it's fantastic as a mulch. Now, because of the fibres in the wool, which I learned so much about mm. on the weekend, on the week, because we're on the weekend now, aren't Mm. we? Yeah, so that was midweek. Now, weevils and beetles, so beetles in particular, have little barbs on the backs of their legs and they get stuck in the wool. Oh. So it, it works as a mulch and then it captures... It catches all the weevils and the beetles and then you can pluck them out and feed them to your magpies. Or
0: to the rat. Or the Um, rat. Anne (laughs) spat her coffee when you were talking about the rat, (laughs) She said you're really naughty. She is, isn't she, Anne? I totally agree. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, dear. Back to the phones. Good morning, Matt. Oh, sorry. Hang on, press the wrong button. Try again. Hey, Matt.
1: Good morning, Roe. Good morning, Sabs. How are you?
0: Yeah,
2: I'm absolutely
0: sensational
2: this morning, Matt. I'm on fire.
3: Ah. (laughs) That's
1: awesome. (laughs) Sabs, I'm sitting here with my girlfriend, Jem, down in lovely Margaret River. Yes. And we're looking at our avocado trees. We have one that's going beautifully and we have one that is turning a bit yellow. The end of the leaves are a bit brown. Yeah. And the leaves just don't seem to be as springy. Oh, and okay. it's vit- full of life, like the other one.
2: Full of vigor and, and thrust. Um, okay, so I would say the one that's that's gone yellow and browning on the edges is could be a potassium deficiency. So if you get some sulphate of potash or some liquid potassium, you can spray the leaves with the liquid potassium, and it'll be absorbed straight away, or you put sulfate yep. of potash down, um, water it in. It'll take about six weeks to um, rectify that problem. So the liquid potassium's better because it's taken in much faster. So if you want to get some of that and give it a spray, then um, it should be okay.
1: Okay, great. That's, yeah, that's great, Jim. Thank you very much for that.
2: My pleasure, Matt. And in, is it <laughs> raining down there?
1: It is. It's just a light sprinkle this morning. Oh,
2: beautiful. So lovely. (laughs) We're getting a sprinkling
0: up here too. Good on you, Matt.
1: Great. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Matt.
0: Thanks for calling us. Uh, If you do have a photo, just a reminder, we still don't get photos on the text number, so you do need to email them. They are super helpful, but you just need to put in a little bit more effort. So it's Perth Weekends with an S on the end at your.abc.net dot au as i always say if you miss the email address just give amber a call she can give you the email address and then sab can see your photos that way which is the only way we can do it judy is in high wickham hey judy oh hello hello
4: Um, judy hello hello, sabrina um i have a lemon tree it's a dwarf one in a pot and i've had it in there about six six years i guess yeah um and all of us i've i've well, a uh, year before last, I had twenty six lemons on it. Wow. a Beautiful, big lemon. Yeah. And then last year, I only had um about five. Right. And okay. Now I found um, my son came over from New South Wales, and we walked out the back, and he said, "What's that growing on the branches?" And it's like hornet's nest all oh. along the branches. And and, um, anyway, there's also uh, tiny little branches that look uh, like bead-like things, but it could be coming in flower on some branches.
2: Right. Okay. Now, Judy, unfortunately, that's citrus gall wasp. Um, Yeah. So you need to cut out every single stem and branch that has those swellings on
5: it.
4: Yeah, actually, my son's already cut them out. He thought, oh, I have to get rid of these as yeah. some kind of disease. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a tiny little
2: wasp, lays its yeah. eggs inside the branch. The eggs turn into the larvae, and then the larvae fly back out as wasps. Um, uh-huh. And if you don't do anything to control it, it will eventually kill your tree.
4: Yes, yeah, yeah, I thought. Uh, yeah. yeah,
2: so there's no control method apart from pruning, so you must be really vigilant as
0: soon as you see that swelling, you' out with your
2: secretaires and snip it off.
0: Thank you, Judy. Chris from Yoine. you just had your text answered with Judy's call. Um, but I will read the start of your text because it was funny, Chris. A high sabin wrote it's a citrus question we all oh, hate, yes. but not as much as Pamela Aniston's song.. <laughs> Sab's pick of the week a couple of weeks ago. Still if you getting slack from um, that. But Chris was asking how to deal with gall wasp on a young yep. lime tree. So. Yeah.
2: So, and now remember with gall wasp, you've got to double bag it or burn it, one or the other.
0: Okay. Yep, good reminder. Uh, let's go to Peter, who's in Manjumup. Good morning, Peter. Good morning.
2: What can we do for you, Peter?
6: Oh, uh, hi, Sabrina. I'm down in Manjumup. I've just brought a. Uh, another house in town, and I've got a huge, well, I think it's a huge protea. It's about well, five metres high and probably about eight metres round. Right. Um, just want to know how severe you can prune it and when.
2: Okay, you cannot prune proteas severely.
6: Okay. Uh,
2: they're a bit like banksias, and if you do that, then the branch will die back. So, okay. um, So that's not a champion idea. But you can take a third off um, and usually, I mean, you can prune it throughout the year, but it's usually, uh, you know, once it's finished flowering, then you you prune no more than 30 centimetres below where it's flowered.
6: Okay, because at the moment it's got, like, dead flowers on it. It's got new flowers on it.
2: Okay, so are the new flowers on the same stem as the dead flowers? Correct. Okay, so just take those dead flowers off because you don't want to take away and leave the the new flowers. Yep.
6: Okay. Is that big for a protea? Uh,
2: (laughs) No, they they do get pretty big, Peter. But what happens in WA is they usually don't live long enough to get big. (laughs)
6: Okay.
2: So, So how old's yours? Oh, I'm
6: not sure. I've just um, bought the property. Oh, you've just um, bought the property. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just renovating it. I've got to put a new fence along there. It's right against the fence. Ah, uh, okay. And, uh, I just want to know how, if I cut it back too much, if I do too much damage. But yeah.
2: Yeah, so you, you can do that on some of the branches that are in the way, but I wouldn't do an all over short back and sides.
0: So beautiful, Proteus.
2: Oh, they're magnificent. I was at a, uh, did a garden walk when I was in. Nan up. Mm-hmm. I had to remember where I was. <laughs> um, and there was garden, had you know, the white protea, the big white flowering yeah, yeah, protea. Yeah. God, they look sensational. Yeah, they are. That's why gorgeous. the florists can sell them for $30 yeah. a piece.
0: And we'll pay it. <laughs> oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, Lorna, hi girls, I've got a mini chainsaw too. I'm ah. madly in love with it. Ah, see? Such a great help in the garden, she says. I said to the guy that that was because I had the show special if you bought two
1: things. You <laughs> go things, the show special, yeah, yeah.
2: Two things you got it cheaper. I said to him, "Oh, these are sensational girly toys." And he looked quite wide-eyed <laughs> and he said, "We would never say that." <laughs> <laughs>
0: most things you say, that would be the response to in fairness, but Sam can say, we can't say. Uh, Caroline in Bullsbrook, hi, can you warn Daniel with the pomegranate tree, please? Mm -hmm. Speaking from experience, when I lived in a rental some years ago, there was a pomegranate planted very close to the house. The rats used to infest the pomegranate tree and then use it to get into the roof of the house. When you have rats in the roof, it sounds like elephants running around the ceiling. The rats were very hard to catch as they rarely came to the ground.
2: Yep, well, that's where my pomegranate tree is, but because I've got so many trees in my house, the rats use, there'd be at least 30 trees that they could use to get into the house, and they do, although I've noticed there's not so much at the back of the house, they've learnt now to get above the bedroom. I don't know where they're getting in there. Anyway, Hmm. I've decided that I'm going to get up in the roof and have a bit of a furrage around, just to see if they're nesting up there. Okay. And then... I'll take a python up there.
0: Okay, not <laughs> the <your laughs> chainsaw. No,
2: no. you got to catch him first if you're going to do the chainsaw
3: method.
0: Anyway, uh, Hallie in let make us stop talking about rats. How are you?
3: Very well, thank you. What I've can we a, do
2: for you, Hallie?
3: I've got a query regarding Nelly Kelly passion fruit. Yeah, because we've got one that's. Doing extremely well, has a lot of fruit on it. But we put another one in a couple of years ago called a Nelly Kelly Panama Red.
2: Oh, Panama Red, yep.
3: And it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. It has um, doesn't start flowering until late uh, late uh, summer, and it's got huge passion fruit on it, about oh three inches round. Yeah. And um, but it's got no passion fruit in it.
2: So it's empty inside?
3: No, it's not empty. It's just full of a, uh, I don't know what it is, a a solid sort of soft material.
2: Ah, so you've got the old woody virus there, Hallie. Well, not you, but you, well, I don't know how old you are. You might have a bit (laughs) of that yourself. I know I've got some of that woody virus coming into my veins and... Bones and things, you know, little bits.
3: Well, I could possibly have. I've over 80, so I don't know whether I
2: qualify. Um, So there's a thing called woody virus, and what happens is it turns the fruit into sort of this pithy, like there's no fruit as such inside. Mm. It's sort of like a solid cardboardy feel. Now, unfortunately, there is nothing you can do about it. Um, and it will get worse each each year, and the virus can be spread by leaf hoppers and sap suckers, um, so I'd rip it out.
3: Yes, okay. If I plant another one, I have planted another one there because I thought I'd have to rip it out. Would that be a disaster or...?
2: No, no, not at all.
3: Not okay, you.
2: No, nope, that'll be all good. But get rid of the get rid of the pithy one now.
0: <laughs> good on you, Hallie. Twenty three past nine on Roots and Shoots. Sab's pick of the week coming your way very soon. Before that, we can go to Jennifer who's in Manjumup. Hey Jennifer. Hello, good morning. I'm good. in Manjumup. Good morning, yeah, good Jennifer. Morning. Yeah,
4: good morning, Sabrina. I'm in Manjumup as well. Enjoying
2: out
1: Freezing cold.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you, can go, you can grow
2: bloody good stone fruit in up though, because it is yes, cold.
1: It is
4: cold, yeah. The rats, why not just put a cat up there?
2: Ah, yes. Well, you see, you need the cat. This is, <laughs> this is where we go wrong. Um, but I know people do. People yeah. send their cat up there and say you're not coming down until you've. But some cats are <laughs> frightened of rats. I reckon yeah, the rats I I've got, them. they're probably the size of a dog.
4: <laughs> cool. Um, my question is, I'd like to plant the grevilleas along my front um, yard yeah. uh, just for a bit of protection. We're on a main road. Yeah. And I'm just wondering how far away from the assets do I need to plant and do their roots spread or go down?
2: Nah. Well, the roots spread and go down, but you need you don't need to worry about the root system at all, Jennifer. It's not in, it's not invasive, and uh, they don't have a lot of root system anyway.
0: Okay, cool. So no problem there.
4: Excellent. Thank Plant you very away. Much.
0: Plant away. Thank you, Jennifer. We'll go straight to Sharon, who's in Albany. Hey, Sharon. How you going? Yeah, good, Sharon.
5: Lovely. Hey, Sabrina, Mm -hmm. I have just spent three solid days in my garden. I think the good Lord sent (gasps)
2: rain
0: so I wouldn't break my back along the way. Oh, how I can't, I cannot imagine. Kind of
2: him. Having three full days in your garden, God, it must. I be I took bits. leave
4: from work just for it. Ah, oh,
2: John, I'm wow. going to talk to my PA, who's my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she won't let me take Church leave. Something. <laughs>
4: strike. Oh, that's right. I'll go and strike. <sighs>
5: hey, um, I did want a bit of advice, please. Though I bought a house back in May, and uh, the backyard is about four by eight. Right. It doesn't
4: really have any proper lawn covering,
5: ground covering apart from uh, winter
4: grass and weeds. Yeah, and I was wondering what to do with the space, whether I should put something other than actual lawn down or... Yeah, you've got a few alternatives.
2: Um, so there's, if you want something that uh, will cover the ground, you're not going to walk on too much. Mm-hmm. There's the Myoporum, M-Y-R-O-P-O-R-U-M. And there's mm-hmm. four different types of myoporum. Um, so there's some with a burgundy leaf, some with a green leaf, some with a white flower, some with a purple flower. And they cover the ground really well and they're actually very pretty. Um, mm-hmm. And they will, they will cover large areas. You can walk on them occasionally but it's definitely mm-hmm. not something that you put on for heavy traffic.
4: It's not a high-traffic area, oh well. so that sounds much yeah. prettier than the alternative, yeah. Are they're um, pretty low maintenance.
2: Yeah, oh, totally. They're a native plant. You just bung them in, give them fertiliser <laughs> once a year and say, off you go now. Oh, Jesus,
0: nothing sounds better. I know, I know. That's going to That's make one your happy day. happy customer, Yeah, Sam. absolutely. Appreciate it. No much, worries, man. Sharon. Good on you, Sharon. Thanks for giving us a call. Um, so we have, Trisha has sent us um, a photo and her yes. poor tree has a lump, she says, and on Gardening Australia, mm. the info was to scrape the lump with a potato peeler no. and then scrape out the larvae with a Stanley knife. No, it doesn't work. Okay. Listen to roots I'm, and shoots, not I'm, Gardening Australia.
2: I'm sorry, Gardening Australia, but um, lots and lots of people have tried that. It does not work. You have to. So, so the picture of the tree they've sent, though, Ro, is that a is that a citrus tree or they don't doesn't say?
0: Have a description. That's not so the that greatest. doesn't look
2: like a citrus tree. I can oh, a lump see. on lemon tree. It says. Ah, oh. Oh. Uh, oh, and look where the lump is. Mm. No. Gonna Oh no, that's the graft. Don't be peeling that off. So, all most citrus, well, nearly all citrus trees are grafted. So where the lump is is where they've grafted the top of the plant. That's not citrus gall wasp.
0: So leave that one alone. Leave
2: that and do put your potato peeler back in the kitchen drawer. <laughs> At ease, soldier.
0: <laughs> um, Craig and Condon and Sab wanted to give you a little safety warning. Ah, turn your main switch off before you head into your roof cavity. Oh! Oh, really? Yes. Oh. <laughs> very good advice, that's, Craig. Thank you.
2: That's that's splendid, Craig. Sub- cause cause the Greatest ne-
0: surprise of this advice is concerning <laughs> me. So thank you for raising
2: it. Do you know what, Row? That never would have occurred to me.
0: Hmm. So you yes. might have worked out why too late. Because
2: <laughs> you know I do like. Jess to
0: have... walked into your house going, <sharp> <sharp> something smells in the. Is that something bacon? in the roof cavity? <laughs> That's my mum. That's just my crusty old mother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Speaking of crusty old mothers, mm. oh, no, that was quite bad disrespectful. Segue. Bad segue. Should we,
0: should we hold that, for, <laughs> take a caller and then?
2: <laughs> Very bad segue. No, this is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful gardener who's turning 80. Happy birthday, Diane Tinker. You're not a crusty old thing. Um, Your beautiful twin uh, granddaughters, Amy and Kate, sent me a little text message to say it was your 80th birthday today and that you are an avid listener, not a crusty old thing like me, um, and uh, absolute inspiration. So...
0: Oh, happy birthday! That's Diane lovely. It's my sister-in-law's birthday today. Happy birthday, Amy! <gasps> is it? Yeah. Oh yep. my goodness! She is it's... a mad roots and shoots. Is man, she and Sabrina? Harham oh, lover, happy so.
2: birthday to you! I hope I hope she's going to be
0: celebrating. Oh, I have no doubt it'll be a rose all day kind of day for her. I I would think so. I would think so. And probably a lot of gardening. Oh well, that's what
2: they love to do. I gave that's her what they a love
0: gift to do. Of an indoor plant because she says she could never have enough indoor plants. Oh, that's and, a great idea. Um, and a gift voucher to a lovely. Nursery, um,
2: nursery. <gasps> That's the bestest present ever. You
0: are so. If someone gave it to me, so I'd probably. You'd, um, you'd be in give fear and them, terror. <laughs> so,
2: I'd I'd like a mini chainsaw instead. Is that what you'd said, say.
0: when I mm. went to said nursery to buy yes. the gift voucher, there was so much stuff in like homewares and yeah, those oh, sorts yeah, of things know, that you no, don't it's have not to just keep alive. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I did think there's stuff in here even I could buy. <laughs>
2: Oh, and happy birthday, Andy. It was his birthday yesterday. Look at us go. We missed anyone. Bloody birthdays coming out of our ears. Are they
0: all Christmas babies? Uh, Maybe
2: that's I I can't that's too much maths first thing in the
0: morning. All right, on our way to Sub's pick of the week, let's go to Winnie who's been waiting patiently and yelling up Hey Winnie. Morning, Roy, and uh, it's lovely to hear from
2: you. It's that Winnie. It's the Winnie. (laughs) We like to call him the ABC Winnie, but, you know, he's far more famous than that, aren't you, Winnie? It's that
6: Winnie. Yeah, it's Uh, that Winnie. True. Lovely lovely to hear from you. I tell you, it's colder down here than a mother-in-law's kiss. uh...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it would be with mine because she died long ago, so that would (laughs) be kind kind of icy and
6: disgusting. uh, yeah, look, my mother-in-law's not too bad. She just got a part-time job at the broom factory. But apart from that, she's still
0: in Behave yourself.
6: <laughs> no, no, look, I, I love my mother-in-law. Oh, really. Now, ah, now,
2: your wife has just uh, now, stabbed now, you in the leg with
6: a fork. <laughs>
3: now,
6: being politically correct now, there's uh, old people. Yes. Uh, sab- sab- uh, uh, said, so, but uh, a question uh, about six years ago. Uh, unfortunately, Helen sent me down to prune our plum tree. Oh God! Yeah, uh, you know, She. It was tragedy. It was like a BG song, you know, like uh, <laughs> you know, like when the when the feeling's gone and you can't go on. Yeah, it's one of those, absolutely. Uh, or when you, or
2: when your limbs are gone <laughs> and you can't go on. If you're
6: the tree. So, so what happened? What happened? We, we got we got like fifty years' supply of plums. You know, we we're swapping them. For, we were we were slopping we were swapping in for bottles of red wine and oh, all sorts of stuff. Like, marvelous! It, sensa- it was sensational. Yeah. And then for some reason I don't want to overcome me. I went down there and pruned it five years ago, and it's never fruited again. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so what have I, Stab? So what have I done? Tell oh, me what have I done wrong?
2: Well, have you only got the one plum tree, Winnie?
6: Well, I think so. But would that matter because it was going gangbusters? You yeah, know what I'm
2: but you may have had it because so, you need two plum trees, Winnie, oh, for plums. Geez. So I reckon the the one that you've totally destroyed was probably a double grafter. Um, um. Look, what you need to do now is go and get another plum tree. Do you know which plum it was?
6: Oh, Sam, this is too difficult a question, asking a bloke (laughs) something like that. You're you're telling jokes, aren't you? (laughs) Well, look,
2: I'd go and buy another couple of plums to make sure that you get the pollinating plum. Has it come back, though? Like, is it green? Oh, yeah. And does it flower?
6: Oh, uh, yeah, well, not sort of occasionally, but (laughs) it's massive. It's like it's like Helen's just got... Don't prune it again. And I said, well, if the plums ever come on it, I'll need a scaffolding to get the plums <laughs> off the top of the tree.
2: Okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to take – now go and buy yourself another plum tree because it's fruit tree season, so there will be fruit trees coming out of people's wazoo and the nursery. So go and buy another plum tree. The plum tree that you've already pruned, I want you to prune it off by 50%. Again, but go and get one or two more plum trees, Winnie.
0: Okay. Mm. Um. (laughs) 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 And you just solved that little tragedy, all right? (laughs) Good on you, Winnie. Thanks for giving us a call. I was was just hoping that it would time in with a big, you know, tragedy right on cue. But no, the BG's let me down with, you know, just a...
2: That's hilarious. Maybe
0: we're building to it. (laughs) Such a good song. It is a great song. (laughs) Here we go, here we go. There we go. That's Winnie's plum tree. Get us up on our feet this Saturday morning. That's probably mean because now everybody wants that song played in full. But you know what? It you don't get good, that one today.
2: Oh, I don't know. It's a pretty good song. Maybe it is a we'll, great song. Yeah, well, maybe we should play that. Oh, do you want that
0: instead? Yeah, let's do that. Let's go rogue. All right. Let's go rogue. We're not even going to play the little intro. We're just going to no, go rogue. Just full in. And just, full you know, in. hook in, yep. as you say. Yep. And just let the Bee Gees yep. rip. Let's go. Ah. Oh. Disco. Fruits <laughs> and sheets ABC Perth and WA is 25 to 10. Good feedback for that one, Sam. You're yeah. in top two pick of the week. Rock on. Um, what have we got here? Wow, a decent song at last. <laughs> 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 that tragedy was the funniest thing I've heard on radio. Phil and oh. Jero, by the way, love pick of the week. Also, um, Jackie says she loves us. Plus, oh. Winnie. The conversation this morning was just great. I was laughing so much at Winnie's sense of humour. And BG's cranked up. Thank you for a great <laughs> session. We aim to please. Best song choice ever. Maybe oh. because it was really rose. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> anonymous if you'd put a text oh, Wendy, Wendy, you're the greatest um, Sam from Jero, Oh Sam! Good song this week Good to come back to the classics every now and then.
2: Uh, actually that's quite true Sam. It I is. must remember to do that
0: Yeah. Um, wow from Annie and Chidlow. I think that's a, I'll take that as a thumbs up Yeah definitely. Yes Sabrina <laughs> Love it Oh, Christine Leighton describes this thing our little text system does and she says that the system eats half of your text and I think it's a perfect description because it just does it on random occasions and it's happened to this texter that said, yes, Sabrina, love it, I remember performing this for my year oh. and then the system eats the text, yep. so right. a little bit annoying. Um, oh, Peter, not happy. Sorry, oh. the BGs are painful on the ear. Ah, oh. why, well, turn it off. Kez, oh, Kev is annoyed. <laughs> I think ah, it's fair to say. Okay. Song goes too long ah, right. and we have a gardening show, Not a Blue Light Disco.
2: Oh, come on now, Kev. You've got no idea what goes on in this studio. We like to
0: think we're all things to all people. <laughs> yeah, but and we like Best song yet. yet. Tragedy. Nailed it in describing parts <laughs> of my garden, Brett says. <laughs> <laughs> and mine, Brady boy, and mine. Yep. <laughs> we can all, you know, we can all enjoy it except for Kev. It's yeah, okay. Kev's not keen. Nope. Nope, oh. not keen Kev. We'll call him from now on. Yes, we will. Before we move on, though, Mm. you need to go to the Jazz Festival in Scarborough this weekend. Do I? What a shame I'm busy.
2: (laughs) Do you know what? I've had so many um, messenger texts from people offering pieces of jazz that that I I would not like. And Christine Leighton said that she'd pick me up and take me to the Jazz Festival. Um, Thank you, Steens. I'm terribly busy this weekend. You're
0: a party pooper. (laughs) Um, Just so Uh. you... Oh, so we know. I, I, I get a little bit nervous with Amber. I was telling her before. She's a bit like you. I kind of, my brain goes, just read a message Amber puts up. And then, no, my heart goes, just read a member message Amber puts up. My yeah. brain goes, hang on, pre-read it before yeah. you read it to the audience. Hold back. But she said we had two calls of gratitude for us Aww. pair of idiots.
2: Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. I think we're a great pair of idiots.
0: Hey, just before we head back to our callers, which yes. we will, because we've been being silly for a little while and yes. we do want to get your questions answered. Um, we do just want to talk to Christine, though, and she's from Kenyana Wildlife Rehab Centre. Yes. now there, there's lots of little birdies around.
2: There'll be lots of little babies around. There'll be baby birds, there'll be baby quenders, there'll be baby all sorts of things. And quite often uh, what happens in spring is people see injured wildlife or baby birds out of their nest. So I, I thought it would be really lovely to talk to Kenyana about what people can do if they see injured animals or little baby birds so welcome Christine. Thank you very much I'm looking forward to this. (laughs) Oh great so first of all just a little chat on what Kanyana Wildlife Rehab Centre does. Yeah okay so we
5: have four main aims the first one of course is we rehabilitate more than 3,000 rescued patients every year. Yeah. We have quite an extensive education program for the community both at Kanyana and offsite yeah we do research into wildlife um, uh, diseases yeah um, and we have the captive breeding program of the critically endangered Bilby. oh
2: sensational so you're covering all fields there um, so christine does has the um, has urban infill you know, and housing development had much of an impact on the species that actually live around the city centre and and um, suburbs.
5: Oh, absolutely. Um, even up, I live up here in the hills in Les Murdy, which mm. is where Kanyana is as well. Yep. And yes, where even up here in the hills, there's a lot of clearing starting to happen. Right. Um, and and I mean, even in my garden, just I'm looking out out the window at the moment, and, and a bilby shot through, sh- not a <gasps> bilby, oh. a roily shot through oh. um, just a moment ago. Oh. And they're meant to be nocturnal, but, you know, because there's so many of them around now, they're, yeah. they're out and about looking for food and so forth. So, yes, so there is, a and there's an imbalance now too. So um, because we've got species now like rainbow lorikeets who um, aren't West Australian birds, Uh, And as beautiful as they are, um, we don't really want or need them here. And they are taking over the nesting sites and so forth of our native Native birds. birds, So so there's a lot of imbalance. And and you know how they used to always say um, uh, survival of the fittest? Well, Mm. these days, it's survival of the species that can adapt to change. Um, And so those that can, like, have a multitude of different diet sources they'll usually do it better than those that have only got one or two things in their diet menu.
0: Right. Christine, can I ask you, if people do come across um, a a baby bird that's out of the nest or not where it should be, what should they be doing?
5: Well, it depends on the size of the bird. If it's really, really tiny, it's probably a good idea to take it to a wildlife centre or a vet. Um, But sometimes if they're... Bigger, um, they might still be being fed by their parents. So if if it's a, a bigger baby, then you would just watch it for a few hours to see if mum and dad were still feeding it. Um, you can also try and make an artificial nest and put it into that and put it back up in the tree. Um, so you know we we do have instances of bird napping um, occasionally where oh. people have brought in birds. Um, that they think need help, and in actual fact, they're very healthy. It's oh. just that they're, um, you know, not independent yet. Um, so it, yeah, it is very important that they uh, come in if, they, if you think they're injured, for example, they must go to a vet or a wildlife centre. You're actually not allowed to keep wildlife for more than 72 hours. Um, so, And I would definitely suggest that you don't feed or uh, try and hydrate them Mm. Um just keep them warm and in the dark until you
2: can get them somewhere safe. Yeah, because I think that's a big mistake that people make. they think, oh, I'll just give you some mints or some mm. cow's yeah, milk yeah. or and of course yeah. you're going to be doing more, more harm than harm, good. More harm yeah. than good. Um, Definitely. so and and uh, you br- no doubt run on volunteers, I would say you're reliant on having lots of volunteers helping. Oh, yes.
5: So we've only got 1.6 paid staff who are our hospital managers. Right. And the rest of the place is run by over 300 volunteers. Wow. So we're open every day every day of the year from oh. um, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. to receive patients. Oh, that so is fantastic. We're going into our busiest time now. So yeah, spring, yeah. we're starting to get a lot of ducklings um, and. Uh, a lot of other birds but probably 80% of our patients are birds Um, and yeah at this time of the year it is because
0: they've fallen out of nests Mm. or their parents have been killed or something like that yeah Christine lovely to have the chance to have a quick chat this morning thanks for joining us on the program
5: can I just have a plug one plug for Kanyana? Yes, Go of on. course. <laughs> Discover Kanyana Day on the twenty second of October to help us try and raise some very necessary funds. So twenty second of se- October. Um, October, October at the at the center, at
2: the Kanyana yes, Center. And, less than 30, yep. and is it all day? 10 to 4. 10 to 4. Fantastic. Yearful. Thank you so much, It'll be Kristen. up on Facebook shortly. Oh, great. Okay, okay. <laughs> fabulous. Perfect,
0: Christine. We might even talk to you a little bit closer to that. Mm. Kanyana, if you're looking for it, K-A-N. Y-A-N-A, the wildlife rehab centre up there.
2: Speaking of birds row, Mm. I've got six magpie nests in my massive big lemon scented gum. They're all the one clan. Anyway, I looked up the other day because there was something sort of feathering on the biggest nest that's there and they're, they're building houses across the road and the magpies have used a plastic, long plastic white strip Right, That's come off some building item, I don't know, holding stuff together. And they've weaved it all through the bird's nest. And so you've got these long white plastic strips sort of intermingled Debra. in the nest and hanging down off the nest. It looks hilarious. Art Deco nest. Yeah. Mm.
0: yeah. It's the- <laughs> Clever little creatures. Not they ever. Um, on our way to Malcolm, who's been wait- waiting super patiently. Morning, Rowan Sab. My grandma, Gloria Bat. Turns 100 tomorrow. She's oh. been an avid gardener and still grows some of her vegetables. She loves your show and she, I've learnt so much from her. I'd like to say thanks and happy birthday for tomorrow, oh. Wayne says. And happy oh. birthday, Gloria, from us. Gloria, 100 years old, you
2: absolute legend. Yeah, indeed. I Raise love the, the bat. Yeah, love the garden. <laughs> Do you know, gardeners live for a long time. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> Especially the ones that have got decent livers and, and uh, decent kidneys and liver. Um, but even like my grandmother who didn't, she, she lived to a ripe old age. It's because mm. we're active in the garden and we eat dirt, basically.
0: All right. That doesn't sound so good for me. But <laughs> Malcolm in Darlington, let's go to you. Oh, hello.
1: Yeah. Uh, hi. Look, I've got, um, if you might indulge my time, just quickly three things. First thing is a, th- a comment about garden safety. Yes. And... In the garden, and I too have one of those mini chainsaws. Yes. Which I bought last season, and I'd call it a micro chainsaw. It's yes. like a hand Yep. and, and we're not, we won't mention trade names. No. And at the same time, two for one, I bought a pole chainsaw. Yes. And, uh, both those items have made it so much safer in the garden. First of all, from an environmental point of view, they're electric, they're battery, little battery jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it took a while for me to convert because I'm a petrol head from the 70s. I'm a sort of a wong, wong, wong rap guy in the garden. Yeah. Anything with exhaust pipe does it for me. But these are just performing so well, and I find the – the pole chainsaw saves me from getting up on the ladder and reaching yep. out and reaching over to those branches. You can't quite get with a chainsaw. Oh, I know. I'm with it's you. Just, I'm with brilliant. you,
2: Malcolm. They're absolutely marvellous.
1: Yeah, and the little micro chainsaw with a pistol grip. same thing <laughs> Yep. <if> it's <laughs> <around. So laughs> it's that's like, so that's the comment that I it's would like you've got a gun in practice.
2: your hand. Yep, yeah. I love it. So what okay. else, Malcolm? What Qu- else?
1: question is, um, I love blue in the garden. And yes. I, I, I came across a synoptus. I think you girls were talking about it a couple of oh, months ago. Yeah, earlier, yeah, which, yeah. the the California lilac. Now, I've had a bit of trouble getting one from the big green shed. And the fact they're called California lilac, oh, here we go, bloody American again. Look, yesterday I visited a friend and she had this most glorious blue flowering shrub tree in the front. I asked her about it. It's an Allegonian Hugeli. Ah, yes, the Hugeli.
2: native oh, oh, look, hibiscus.
1: It's, yeah, it's just um, native. It's West Australian native. Yeah, and yep. it's glorious. Yes, yeah, beautiful. It's yep. So which would grow better in the hills? I, I, I'm a bit torn now.
2: Okay, so I would put the, well, the Cenothus is very difficult to get. So I would put in the Allegheny Hugelii, West Coast gem, which is the native
0: hibiscus. It's a ripper. Very good. Thank you, Malcolm. Um, Thanks for being so patient too. Uh, A couple of texts coming through. Adam says, thanks, lady. Sabby, it's not a clan of magpies. It's a mischief, which sounds like the perfect collective noun for a bunch of Sabrinas as well. (laughs) Uh, Sabonro, we had a maggie fall out of its nest last year, so a neighbour put a hanging pot basket in the tree and they used it. Now the maggies are using the fibres from the nest to furbish their own handmade one this year, which is fabulous. Thank you, Frio Cookster. Um, we've got a bunch of calls and not many minutes to get through
1: them, so let's get going. Let's
0: crank. Barry of Mount Lawley, hello.
1: Good morning. I've got a sultana that's one year old. It's about head high, and I'm trying to get up the pergola. Yep. And I'm just wondering how do I prune it? So it's got a single cane coming up, and there's lots of buds coming all the way up.
2: Okay, so you want to take uh, – you only want three buds, all right? You're going to take all the other stuff off.
1: And t- three buds at the top?
2: Yes. Yes, yes.
1: And then bring it back to one at the end of the year?
2: Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah.
0: That's easy. Easy peasy. Easy done. Good on you, Barry. Thank you. Let's go straight to Eileen who's in Gooseberry Hill. Hi, Eileen. Hi. Um, I've had Lillian's given to me over a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, I'm having
4: when you get them and they're shot. Like I planted some the other day. Yeah. It says they had some 15 centimetres under the cover. Yeah. But they've already got their green shoots up the top. Yeah, so um, don't plant them long. as
2: deep. Don't plant them as deep, Eileen. Well, be... what
4: I've done is actually I've got a top fill as they keep growing because one lot ah, you can see more roots. Yes. So, but I've got the other lot, like some of them have shot, yep. some of them haven't. Yeah. But... I've just got to keep top-filling them. Like I had some more given to me yesterday right? Um, and I opened them up um, and oh, a couple of them don't look too good at all.
6: Oh. But that's
2: all right, I'll deal no, with They'll them. come good, Oh, no, yeah.
6: they're fat. Yeah. they Oh, good.
2: They look like a disease. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, well, just keep topping them up. You can spray them with a fungal spray, a fungicide,
0: um, but they'll they'll come good. Thank you, Eileen. Liza sent us a text sab. Ravens have been unzipping school bags, hanging outside classrooms, taking out lunch boxes and eating my preschool grandson's whole class's lunch. Oh Unbelievably my. cheeky and smart. They look <laughs> ravens are so clever. So clever. That's crazy. Uh, let's go to Gail in City Beach. Hey Gail. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Just a quick question
4: about Dichondra, Mm -hmm. which is taking over, um, it's actually come uh, from a hanging basket, got now into the ground and now it's all over the ground. So it does look great, but I'm worried that it's competing with things like the summer scent and the desert. Uh, and that ultimately I'm I'm actually going to start having problems. Yeah, you'll
2: have to pull it out. Now, Gail, once it gets to a certain size, it actually comes off, when you pull it up, it comes off in a sheet. So um, once it's vigorous, you just pull it off in a sheet, but you're going to have to be persistent for the next couple of years because it will just
0: take over. Yeah. Here we go, Gail. Thank you. We'll go to Joe, who's in Kalgoorlie. Hey, Joe. Uh, g'day. Are um, uh, you there? Yes, Sorry. yes, Joe. Okay. About six months ago, we chopped
4: down a giant palm tree, and now we have a million of the seedlings coming oh, up. Yeah. And glyphosate
5: doesn't work because it doesn't
4: stick no, to it. No. You'll have to pull them out. Um, there's like, they're about an inch and a half, and they're just. Um, Yeah, if I pull them out, it's not coming out with the root. It's just coming out with the stem. Is that still working? Okay, I want you to dig down. That
2: should still work. I want you to dig down one of them and see if there's like a knobble thing at the bottom of it where the seed, that's where it comes through the seed. But just pulling them out with the stem should work, Joe.
4: Okay,
2: that's the only way, isn't it? Yeah, I'm afraid so. They're just going to laugh at at glyphosate.
4: (laughs) So, yeah, word yeah. for the wise, um, if you're going to chop down a palm, just keep that in mind.
2: Yeah, and put the, mm. try and get the seed head off first and bin it or burn it. Yeah, okay. Mm. No,
4: terrific.
0: All right, Thank okay. you for that. Okay, thanks, Jo. Good on you, Joe. Thanks very much. Sheree uh, and Geraldton have sent us a text on 0437922720. Prune the asparagus in June. When can I expect new growth? Uh, well, it'll start popping through in September. Okay. Yeah, we're almost there. I know, I love asparagus. <laughs> um, Peter says, hi, Sabrina and Roe, my Tahitian lime has dropped its leaves all of a sudden. What could cause this and what do I do? Thanks for your fab show.
2: Wet, cold weather, do nothing and pray for sunshine. Okay, <laughs>
0: there we go. That'd be nice to get some sunshine. Um, Sab and Ro, Re-plastic in the magpie's nest. Out here in the Wheatbelt a few years back, a magpie constructed a nest from plastic flowers from the local cemetery. It brought a smile to my face when I was there to farewell an old identity. Oh, wow. How cool is that? That's super cool. Um, hi, Sabrina. I have a monstera yep. that has grown horizontally. What should I do, Sue in Hammersley?
2: Ah, uh, you can um, cut it off. So it grows upwards. So you cut it off, then put a stick in, tie it to the stick, so it's growing vertically. And it will. Okay. Yeah, so just wallop that off.
0: Uh one last question. Yes. Sab, can you help with my lawn? It's so dormant, it's white and not getting Ooh. green at all. Why are some lawns really green in winter like our dog park and others are dry white and not getting green despite adding lawn fertiliser? We're in Cottesloe, Louise Okay, says.
2: Louise, it's because of the type of lawn. Most, most parks will have a different lawn variety to what you have. Wouldn't stress, most of our lawns are hot climate lawns so
0: they don't like the cold, wet winter yeah, we're all a bit like that, aren't we? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But bring on spring, which starts in just a couple of days from now. I know. Sabi, enjoy it. your weekend. I shall indeed. Relax. Not going to a jazz festival. Don't forget to turn off the main switch if you're getting in yep. the roof cavity. <laughs> and I'll talk to you again next week.
1: This is an ABC
6: podcast.